Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. Heroes, this week we're back in Tamarant, and before we get the show started, I wanted to point out that Pat Rothfuss's charity, World Builders, is going to be hosting their Geeks Doing Good 2020 Mid-Year Drive. And to support it, One Shot's campaign Skyjacks has thrown in some really neat merch. The drive launches today, July 13th, and we're going to be showing off the cool stuff that you can get throughout the week. Please head to worldbuilders.org for more information. With all that out of the way, let's get to the show. But yeah, you said some of your runes were dinged up. I'm thinking that's what the case is. Uh, I, I don't have much of a head for it myself, but as you can see, things is coming out intermittent. I know what's wrong, and of course I can fix it. And I go in, and it, it's like doop doop doop, crick, and it like breaks. And I'm like, ha ha, just like I intended. Yeah. So I actually make it a little worse, but I do understand the problem. Cut back to a conversation between you and Master Kilvin. So I ask you again, Volley, how much do you like work? I see the smash cut to like is <laughs> there, and can the has the is the captain still there, or has the captain wandered away to let this kid do his thing? Yeah, the captain is like this is. This is magician stuff. Like, he's maybe got a spit over his shoulder or whatever because people are, they're messing with spookums on his boat, you know? And, I, I, and I'm sorry, so he he is still physically here or he left me alone? He, he's, he's behind you a fair enough distance away that he's not watching you closely. Okay. Um, then I've gotten in there. <laughs> you can see, like, carefully... <laughs> carefully and like just and you can see the letter it's like an elaborate thing and there's a a little part of it that's whatever and it's like I just need and it's like like all the way through it like just it was kind of a little bit off and on before and it's like I have fucked this one all the way and then I'm like uh could you fetch uh my uh compatriot uh, the, the, the the Lady Amara, uh, some of her expertise might be valuable. All right, all right. Uh, and as soon, as soon as he turns around, I grab one of the huge cog wheels <laughs> and, and death, and like, as, as he turns, the whole thing goes, and I'm grabbing the wheel to like fucking hold it so that like the fucking, like this thing doesn't, like destroy and tear itself free from this side of the ship. Okay. This is going to be a prowess check. And Pat, what I will say is failure could really hurt you because your instinct was a machine 
is about to go wrong, I know what I'll do. I'll put my hands in it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So so. failure could be bad and success is going to be staving off an inevitable crisis. So that's what your range looks like right now. I would like to spend prowess to raise the failure state. All I am looking to do is stave off. Gotcha. So like my, my, I know I'm not going to be like, and reset the wheel. Like that's not, I'm not going to fix this shit by muscling it through. Mm -hmm. I just want to spend a point so that my failure. So for, for you now, I think failure is going to be, you're not going to get injured, but, but like something additional in the ship will break. Okay. Okay, that's again two two failures, one success. All right, so you can decide uh, whether you would like to fail or succeed. If you succeed, then those bad flips are going to go precipitate into other problems. I'd like to. Oh, you know what? I do get hurt. Oh. Um. So I, I'm there. And it doesn't like crush my hands or anything, but like this is a big cogwheel turning something that's going to move the ship. Mm-hmm. I grab it, and the success is that I do stave off the like it doesn't get worse, it doesn't start to tear itself apart. Gotcha. I do get hurt. Okay. But I actually, in will, I actually have one of my talents is that I can spend a drab of will. To ignore the negative consequences of physical or psychological trauma. Excellent. So here's what what we'll start with first is you get injured. Your injury. Like I'm thinking I've hurt either my back or pulled like a muscle kind of badly. Like this is I've, I've stressed my body beyond what my body is supposed to do. I'm going to give you a rotator cuff injury. Oh, shoulder. Okay. Yeah, you're you're holding that with your arms, and you Should definitely have the like physical fortitude to hold this so hard that it tears something. Like I believe that one hundred percent about volley. And so I hold it, and my other my 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 skill in prowess mm-hmm. is that I did spend a drab to exert myself through labor. Yes. And so yes. what's going to happen is I, I stay there and I'm, it looks okay. It looks like I'm just holding it to the casual observer. There's, there, I'm, there's stress. But when Amara shows up, like you, what I say is, do you know how to make sovereign glue? What? Something I need, we need to keep these two pieces really firmly fixed together here and I'm like I nod with my head, like not taking my hands off these cogs of the wheel. Really, those two need to be fixed together right there. That'll that'll hold us. Yeah. So um, Amara, I, I do want to point out that the ability that 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 Pat mentioned is anytime his character exerts himself physically in a scene by spending a, at least a drab, uh, he will get an extra drab added to his charm instead until the end of that scene. Because <laughs> what? this is a farm boy and he looks good when he's working. 
No, absolutely yeah. not. Can my shirt have been torn off in this? Yeah, struggle? I think I think it's no. like something that it, it's just hanging a bit wider right now. Lord, it's early in the morning, and you, Amara, I, I won't project anything onto you, but I my bet would be most people in this group don't feel great. But here is this boy, this golden retriever of a man, <laughs> uh, sweating in the morning sun, <sighs> and it agrees with him. <laughs> uh, um, give me one second. I, did you, uh, hold on. you bring your, and bring I, your kit? He, I do. I have my kit, but I kind of lean out the door. Chet! <laughs> <laughs> Realizing what's actually going on. Motherfucker. <laughs> uh, Chet's like lying at the edge of the front of the boat, still asleep. Get over I here. Just, total what? boneless sprawl. What? What? Get in here. Amara, stop. No. Amara, stop. Uh, I, and I think like we, we zoom out and we can see that. God, I got to write this horse's name down. God damn it. <laughs> Terrence. 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 Yeah. We can see that Terrence James. is like licking at your face, trying to wake you up as <laughs> Amara's calling out to Terrence, you. Stop. Terrence, this very sweet. Stop. Stop we it. need you. I'll be. I'm gonna throw up twice, and I'll be over there. <laughs> I run back in, and I would like to assess the situation as I use my my puzzle brain in that very cool way that I have, where I need to do a whole bunch of mind oh, math. Oh yeah, that's right. yeah. Let me take a look. Gotta save my friend from this thing that is about to land on him that he can barely hold up and figure out how to get it back up, make it stay, and fix whatever it is that he broke. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is your MacGyver talent. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. Pig iron and pitch pine. We called it. Bend one drab from cleverness to ignore subpar or ill-fit materials when doing alchemical work or crafting. And this crafting. falls exactly into that. So if you spend a drab... This situation is going to be uh, fixable, at least enough to jury rig it to get yourselves to a port. Yes. I say, V, hold on a second. And then I go back to his go bag <laughs> and I get out pittance and I get out the rope. <laughs> I got everything. Crampons and a, and a flask of holy water, yeah. a silver mirror. That costs 10 whole gold pieces. <laughs> okay, stand Lord. to the left. Just stand to the left. I need to, you to lift your right arm up. And then I just start going to town and I'm buzzing around and I spin that drab and I climb up on it, put a little more weight on him, but then it gives me the leverage to pull back up on the rope and I take that and I kind of do this knot that nobody knew I knew how to do, but apparently I really am good at knots. And I kind of like put two pittance together and I tape, like put one in this area and put one way up and under this machine bit to give it leverage. And then I go on, I take that crampon and I use it as a clamp and I pin it up and under. And now you're free. <laughs> okay. Oh, and then I throw the holy water at your face for doing that. <laughs> Just in case. It adds to a sheen. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glistening now. Yeah, it's, um, you know, like, 
It helps. Part of you thought that maybe <laughs> that would. Oh no! Wait, like... can you have torn my shirt off to use it in this thing? <laughs> That's all I've ever wanted. You have to tear this farm boy shirt off <laughs> to use it in your contraption, and I want to glisten as I hold this wheel. This, yeah, this is good. Yeah. I mean, because this. <laughs> his heart's already broken. Clothes, like right now, those have got to be overalls. Oh boy. <laughs> oh no, they're over jorts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then I do. I I I I slowly let go of this this huge cogwheel, and I'm like, uh, "Well, that was like, wow, way up in there. That was." Uh, why did you? Why couldn't you wait for us? I mean, you were all sleeping. It was just I. I, I it didn't look like much. So what's the problem? Well, this some. This, that, right there. You see, somebody really screwed that one up someday. <laughs> yeah, like, like you, you take a, you take a look at it, and it looks like they must have pulled into some port far away from the university, <laughs> and a real like low level barrel cooler must uh, just <laughs> fat fingered all over this thing because. It's ugly work. It looks like somebody tried to do a rune and they've only ever heard like sigils described to them like third hand in a language <laughs> that they're not real great with. V, you know what this looks like a job for? Uh, who? Garlic. All right, everyone, I'm here. <laughs> three times, but I'm fine. We don't need you now. What is the situation? We need garlic. Oh. You need garlic? Well, I'll be on my way then. You wake me up for no reason. Oh, Volley, you look really hot right now. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like a full-on breakfast snack. <laughs> I'd just like to say one player to another. Liz, thank you very much <laughs> for supporting me in my endeavor. Do you want me to go get garlic before I throw up again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently, yeah, that's the right person for this job. All righty. Smell you later. <laughs> <laughs> Garlic, you're having a dream right now. I just want to know what it is right before you get woken up. <laughs> it's um, it's a dream about pirates, and we're the pirates. We've commandeered a ship, and we're sailing on the seas. Um, we still have Captain Spectre. Mm-hmm. But he is, in fact, whatever the lowest role in shipping, oh, excuse me, in pirating is. Like like a cabin boy, sort of. Yeah. Um, and the whole dream is just uh, Garlic as the captain, kind of like ordering everybody around and then like all of their friends going on adventures. Yeah. Well, I mean, also the, the thing that we've kind of established about some of Garlic's world experience, though, is that they do get a lot of information about things that are not scientific and scholarly from romance novels. Mm-hmm. Which... They have a genre. Colors my perception of what garlic looks like on this ship very much, and perhaps <laughs> what all of garlic's friends look like as garlic is ordering them about. A little so bit it's like a very pleasant and rosy picture, and, and garlic uh, definitely cuts like a dashing figure. And then I think... You are confronted by the piratical version of uh, of your friend Chet, 
who says to you what Chet is saying to you in the real world as well. And Chet, what is that? <laughs> you gotta move. I'm gonna throw up on you. <laughs> you gotta move. You gotta get up. What? Garlic, I'm gonna I'm gonna vomit right on top of you. You gotta move real quick. Gotta move. You gotta move. You gotta wake up. Why do I have to move? Volley and Amara need you to do magic stuff, and I'm gonna throw up right on top of you if you don't move right now. Oh, you're gonna throw up. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's good fine, morning. <laughs> oh, oh. Are we spinning? We're all spinning. We're all spinning on this here globe and also inside of your brain. Mm-hmm. No, this, the ground's spinning. And they try mm-hmm. to, like, stabilize themselves, but a ship's not I, stable. I, 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 do you also need to let go? Of what? I found a great spot. Of, of, the, of the insides of you. <gasps> Let's go. <laughs> all right, come on. I'll take you to my spot. <laughs> and, like, inside the mechanical cabin... Just above the whirring of machines, we hear just a terrible retching noise from the two of them. <laughs> and shortly thereafter, the doorway gets darkened by our heroes. What? What's so? What's happening? Oh, also, oh, hi. Good morning. I hope everybody's I, having a pirate great morning. I mean, I, I, I see you come in. You're like everyone's having a pirate, and you see that volley in the real world looks like he did in your pirate dream with his oh, shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Definitely yeah. makes them stop and think and stare. <laughs> uh, uh, Volley, you're looking romantic. Well, well thank you. Uh, I, I'm, I'm do- doing my best. We can all agree. Volley looks very attractive this morning. We can all, we all, we are all, yeah, everyone yeah, says yes, right. yeah, yeah, you look very hot. Here, we're on the same page. <laughs> well, not now you've, now, and he goes from look feeling like looking really happy and then he's like now now i now i don't know how to feel now that everyone no (laughs) and perhaps there's there's a bit of rosiness in your cheeks and you you realize like i well i did i did do some work so i'm sweating but like i'm sweating a lot and it's because the room is heating up Oh no, is the firebox like because it can't actually get the heat into this fucking mill wheel? Is uh is Start, that what's going on there? It's starting to overheat. The system oh. is not feeding heat where it's supposed to go. Like there are a lot of letters that could have gotten scratched out, but one of them that would cause the sputtering and the juddering that was happening earlier is simply the letter that allows you to feed heat in the places it needs to go to was not functioning, and now it's gone. <gasps> oh, okay. So I'll say, uh, Amara, you you saw the bit there where, you know? Yeah. Uh, Garlic, do you know what that's supposed to actually be? And I grab a piece of coal out of the coal bucket. And there's got to be just a bucket of water. On the ship, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I take that piece of coal and I make a binding and I put my hand in the bucket and I make a link between the water in the bucket, the water in the river. This is, you know, it is river water. And I'm going to start shunting heat out of the firebox so that we don't melt the entire Uh. ship down. So, yeah, that's that's what I'll do. 
to give them time to work. Perfect. I think it'll take her like a few minutes before like they're going to watch you go through the whole process. They're mostly just admiring you. Um, you know, <laughs> it didn't sleep that great. It wasn't a terrible sleep, but so they're watching you do this and then they look around and like sweat starts kind of like escaping their pores and it's like, oh, 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 um, I see. Uh, this is, hmm, you know, I think I've read about this once. Uh I might have a book. Let me consult my belt. Let me consult the belt. Um, hey, and uh, do I got a book for that? Uh, a book that can help this? That Tell would actually, of course, you would have a, a Sigildry reference book because why carry that shit around in your head? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, reference cl- books like, are the spend, best. Spend two drabs, and you've got the book. You have like the perfect reference for what this is supposed to look like. It's a really nice book too. I actually had it in my trunk. I didn't carry it on me. Oh. Um, but in the middle of our partying, I had kind of switched up my uh, belt books to that appear so more. That is so precious. <laughs> like leaving in the middle of a party to be like, well, I don't need this one, but I might need this one. <laughs> I need this one. Maybe we'll be talk. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about you some. Never uh, know. <laughs> mm, the topic might come up. Singledry was one of those topics I thought that people would want to talk about. Nobody did. Nobody. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm ready now. So minus two drabs. Yeah, minus two drabs. You so like just for that, like you have the perfect book. It has exactly the information you need. You know how this is supposed to work. So your like failure state is, you know. It'll take you, it might take you a long time if you uh, flip badly. Otherwise, like, there's no way that you're going to heck up this sigil. <laughs> I'm afraid, though. <laughs> heads, the queen. Oh, heads. Uh, so, yep. yeah, we decided heads is good. So, like, you do that and you replace that sigil. Pat, this is a question that I've always had about sigildry. Uh, and that is. When the sympathist is putting down a sigil, are they essentially muttering a binding over it as well? Like, can any person that just happens to have access to a sigil, like, draw one and it works? Or, oh, no, uh, actually, what it is is sigildry effectively is sympathy made permanent and tangible. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they would actually be working an effort of will as they inscribe the whatever runes. And then once it's finished, they don't have to maintain it. Like what I'm doing with to move the, the right. heat, that's only as long as I can keep it up. But this is something that once they do it, it, it stays. Yeah. Um, so, so B, uh, I, I think garlic has a pretty easy time. The heat filling the room has died down a little bit and we're going to have Pat flip for that. Uh, in a second. I this was kind of figuring you would. This is going to be like looking at your sheet. You do have this ability to justify stronger symbolic connections. And frankly, the materials that you're working with are pretty great right now. Uh, the only thing that is a little bit troublesome is the fact that you took a piece of coal, shoved it in a bucket, bound the bucket to the river and the coal to the fire, and that your hand is in that bucket. So <laughs> I, 
I, um, I think if this goes bad, like you're not going to pull your hand out quick enough to avoid like scalding yourself. But otherwise, I see this going off like a trick. And the other, yeah, you're right. The, the, the links are pretty good. The problem at this point, because I'll, I'll call myself on, on my, old, my own world consistency, the extra heat gets lost somewhere. Mm-hmm. And like, so I could burn my hand either from the water, but otherwise there's slippage. Yeah. And I'm moving a lot of heat right now. And I, so that's, that's the potential negative consequence here. Mm-hmm. So three, uh, I think this is a binary one where like, okay. we know that there are fewer factors for this. Okay. Yeah, there's a success. Perfect. Yeah. So I, I think there is something about uh, uh, about Volley's mind. I, I think a lot of people from Volley's family wouldn't see themselves as arcanists. You, you've grown up with a very country perspective on things. And like for a while, it's like, yeah, you know, that's mostly city stuff, you know? But there's like a bone deep certainty that you have about certain things that actually makes you and people who grew up like you very well suited to sympathy. You see the world in a certain way uh, and it takes a lot to pull you away from that. You're like a team of oxes that have figured out how to walk together and are moving in a direction it's pretty difficult to convince them to go somewhere else. Uh, So there is a tremendous amount of heat that you're moving around right now. And for a lot of people, that could be dangerous and that could threaten slippage. But your mind is a vice. It is not going to allow that heat to channel itself in the wrong way. And heat spills into the bucket, which in turn spills out into the water around you. And since this is just a success with really strong bindings from a sympathist who's pretty well suited to this task, I'm going to say you succeed. And the way everyone else knows you succeed is fish just start floating up to the top of the water (laughs) because they got themselves flash fried. And also, I will say, just because it, this scene is kind of neat because I've really, I really fucked this up. Like, <laughs> I failed, and I'm the one that created this problem. But this last one, I did succeed, and my finesse skill is that if I succeed and I still have two points in finesse, whatever I do looks dashing yeah. and I look like really deft and competent so like I this this is what I've always thought Bali would be is like he's goofed up but at the end of it like he, he kind of looked good despite himself <laughs> and it, eventually it will go very wrong for him but this one worked out well <laughs> yeah I think you see Captain Spectre coming by and you have this bucket which is currently boiling and you just toss the water overboard and throw that over your shoulder 
and give them a big thumbs up that <laughs> things are going. And, you know, it, everybody else is like in this mechanics room. Garlic has like, you know, finished, finished inscribing the rune. The heat starts to distribute itself in the right way. And all of your friends are right now seeing you a bit from a distance where, you know, they had all like laughed a bit earlier, like, oh, you know, Volley does look charming today. How how unaffected and 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 harmless is that, you know? But now you're seeing him in a stylish moment where like you all know exactly what Volley did and everybody had to take at least a level of sympathy to establish themselves in the Arcanum. So you know how difficult it was. He's at the top of his game right now and glistening. And glisten. Mm-hmm. That thumbs up and the smile, though. The smile sparkles. <laughs> oh, wow. Ding. <laughs> All right, I can't handle this. <laughs> <laughs> and then just <laughs> more retching from the background. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's a hot man. <laughs> three three I mean, shorts and a long. That's what happens. That's what happens. Hey heroes, it's James, your Game Master, and welcome to the mid-roll. This week, we just want to take some time to thank our backers on Patreon. Maya, thank you. Jay Ferguson, thank you so much. Jeff Barber, thank you. Richard B., thank you very much. Anita McGrath, thank you so much. Lieutenant, (laughs) thank you. Jason Gabbert, thank you very much. Emily Harker, thank you. Brighead Igo, thank you. David Saggers, thank you so much. And Jacob Auer, thank you so much. Thanks again to all of our backers on Patreon. If you would like to join their ranks, you can head over to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and sign up to be a backer. That helps us make great programs like this. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show. I think we pull in to Oak Marrow Creek after a little bit of time has passed, after the clever university students have maybe grabbed some extremely fresh fish from the water. Um, <laughs> fish dinner every night. <laughs> and uh, the thing about Oak Marrow Creek is I think Oak Marrow Creek at one point was a extremely desirable kind of vacation hotspot for very moneyed people, moneyed people. But right now, it looks like it was that eh, maybe a decade ago, maybe two decades ago. Some of the shine has worn off of this place. So I would like to ask you, we know Oak Marrow Creek has a lake. We know that there is a mostly abandoned manor house. And we know that there's some recreational sport here. I think up on like, it's not quite a mountain, but it is a hill uh, that has a path that moves back and forth, kind of snaking its way up a slope. Uh, There is a gated manor that, is painted white, uh, but 
perhaps there are cracks in those paint. And uh, it has a beautiful clay shingled roof that maybe some of the shingles have fallen off. There are also these beautifully intricate Gothic windows that perhaps have a few cracks in them. And beneath it is a town that used to be bustling. And that town is like connected to a port uh, that you are pulling into where the docks are uh, filled with wood that is gray and covered in algae and look like they just haven't been seen to in the right ways in a little bit. The question that I have for, for all you players is what is still here? Like, despite the dilapidation, like, what is still around uh, and what's keeping these people going? There's a weird tourist spot, like a tourist kitschy thing, like Ooh. Hayride or, you know, like town tour. Oh, oh what if it's a ghost tour? Yeah. Oh, it's ghost tours. <laughs> if this oh, is like, it oh, used to she... be a popular spot uh, back in the day for rich people, I think... You tour around because they were like maybe noble families, merchant families, probably more than noble families and criminal, like as criminal as you could be while still legitimately holding land. So this place is famous for murders and tragedies, quote unquote, that are just murders that they covered up real well. And you see over here, up on this here ridge, a ghost sometimes appears wailing for their lost child. And then over here, we find some keychains that you can buy for the noble prices of silver. <laughs> yes. And I could very much see, like, this is, this caters to a very particular slice of, like, disaffected, better than this nobility. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, let's go see. Like these, these, this isn't like you're not catering to the ghost hunters. It's like the nobility. It's like, oh, have you gone to see? Oh, like, yes, the ghost. Terrible. Oh, my. Oh, it was, you know, like I, I went, but I don't. The, their version of ironic tourism. Yeah. So fuck. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there have got to be like seances. Like, oh, you know, yeah. Honey, how fun. Let's do one. Honey, come on. It'll be Oots Ghosts. And of course, that's why Samus does here, right? Mm hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. God. That's and so good. Samus, like, that family has to be keeping the church at arm's length. I can't imagine the Talons approve of oh. this place. So bribes have to be flowing somewhere to keep them out. James, well, there's a big scary ghost that keeps on ruining all the business and we have to figure out who it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's old Uncle Smarmy. Uh -huh. It was the captain all along. No. Captain all along. We'll, we'll, we'll let you pull in before you find out information like that, but that's I irresistible. Knew I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Oh, we solved it. It's fine. You can just tell us. Like, <laughs> Uh, I actually, I think there would be a church in this town and it wouldn't be like, they wouldn't be kept away, but like they're pissed, you know, mm -hmm. like, it, it, and, and maybe they're pissed. Cause like, they just aren't getting their peace. 
Oh, um, yeah. Oh, they aren't getting their piece. That's interesting. Uh, there's a tavern for sure. Uh, it's called Tuna's Tavern because there's a lot of tuna in this river. In this river, because I know you know where fish are native to, and they're <laughs> native to this river specifically. <laughs> Freshwater tuna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is a old shipyard that has fallen into disrepair and it's no longer used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's effectively the 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 abandoned factory, except it is you know, a little bit down the way, the docks and the half-finished ships, all in disrepair. Yeah, yeah. It is like a graveyard for half-constructed ships. Like, there is a riverboat that is up in dry dock that looks like it has been eaten away by weather for a very long time. And... The workhouses where, you know, people would have lived to repair those ships and whatnot, those look beaten in and like they've been abandoned for a while. You can see that there are one or two ships that are docked here. And you can see, like, there are some people out and about, you know, calling about out about different things. Like, there are tourists here, but this is a place that is, like, trying to hang on you know oh, oh the the sport uh oh yeah sailing mm-hmm. like competitive sailing like you know that's that's a noble sport and so like everything else has fallen away but there is still this is still where the sailing competition happens can the shipyard be abandoned then oh yeah of I, course well, the place I mean, we make like, the ships is abandoned. But the, uh, yeah, like it used to be like, like oh, we, you could buy or repair or whatever. And now there's like some people who can, but now people show up for the event and then they fuck off yeah. out of there. Like once a year for like a week or two. They make all of their money during <laughs> that competition. And the first person we meet when we get off is not suspicious to us, but the second person is. And then it ends up being the first person that we saw. <laughs> I'm trying to guess. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just saying probably. That's, that's probably what's going to happen. I'm just saying. What's the, what's the, because uh, I love the idea of this being like, the, not just an event, but like local sport. Like what, what, what other than like, is this a bunch of little sunfish boats? Are these yachters? Like, what oh, can make I, this something I, a person can participate? I think these are sunfish. It, it's got to be like sunfish boats, where the the wealthy people who still participate in this and and do it will bring their boats on other boats. Like these are racing craft that like they don't let it touch river water. It just goes out. <laughs> Like, it doesn't touch the water until it's time for race day. Otherwise, it just stays perfectly waxed or whatever. And can it can it not just be that, but they're like when automobiles were getting developed, it's like, ah, yes, Reginald, wait until you see my advanced steam turbine, you know? Yeah. And like that, this is how you blow your money on like developing a cool new little one person boat. And so, like, that's where they dump their money. It used to happen all here, but now that's wandered away. But still, they bring their boats, and that's the nature of this competition. I think the reason that the shipyard has closed up is this used to be a sailing competition. 
But... But now that we've introduced this technology to it, they can't make ships like that here. You've got to go... You got to go all the way to Imre if if you want somebody to make a ship like that because you need somebody who's not just an artisan who can build a boat, but you need university muscle to be able to come in and actually design your engines and whatnot. So what used to be is like, yeah, they made really fine sailing ships here. You know, they were small, but like they were good. And then the competition slowly turned away from sailing because the people with real money didn't care about that. And so the jobs dried up and fewer people come and it's really just the wealthy class that, you know, runs around and plays for a little bit and it's just enough to keep this community alive every year. So uh, you've pulled up and there is a sign for Oak Marrow Creek and it looks like it was once very brightly painted and now it looks like the background of a Scooby Doo cartoon those like nice. kind of truly ominous gothic horror backgrounds oh. that you got to see in those cartoons uh it looks very intimidating as your boat putters to a stop all right we're here oh it doesn't look like I remember. Amara, it's when was the last time you were here? Like, when I was a kid? Okay, well, so, you know, it's been some time. I remember there was a lot more people. Well, you guys wanted an adventure, right? This is fun. Yeah. And it's quiet, yeah. so we can spend some time together. And she, like, wraps Town her arms busted. around everybody. Town's real busted. <laughs> Town's real busted. <laughs> Town's real busted. <laughs> This will be an adventure. Chat, we will turn this into something good. This will be our fun. Look, it's got lots of moss. We can learn a lot from moss. (laughs) It's it's a broken town. The town is broken and it's been broken and done been broke. We haven't even seen the town. I mean, there's a monument. I can kind of see it's... uh, Oh, they got no head. So abandoned. (laughs) Yeah, there is a monument that is headless. Oh well. I was not I did pointing, not sign up for scaries. Pointing off into the into the visionary future, but no head. There's no future for him. <laughs> I'm not here for ghouls and crib crawlies. I did not sign up for this. Maybe Wait, you there's, think a, there's gonna be ghouls? Maybe there's yes. like a ghost. Maybe there's a backside to that building and maybe there's a pool or you know, Ooh. something nice. Maybe they have nice food. Not many people. They probably spend all their time cooking. Yep. That that sounds believable. Well, uh, hello there. Ah! How do you do? Uh, hello? Hi. Uh, There is someone who is dressed in, like, work clothes, uh, you know, that, that looks like a dock worker. Dock workers have have a good have the same look about them everywhere. This one is just about uh, ten years older than the type you'd expect to come greet you as you're coming in. But you can see someone is tying off this boat onto one of the wooden posts on this dock in concert with the rest of the crew. I'd like to welcome you to Mara Creek. Oh, thank you so much. Do you have a porter or something that can take our bags? Well, uh, I suppose that depends on where you're heading. 
I point up at the manor. Well, I didn't realize that we uh, were hosting someone from the Semista family. Usually they uh, call ahead. But you oh. must be a guest of the Semista family. Yeah. Well, howdy welcome. Uh, you testing out a new ship? We're on an adventure. Smiles broadly. Well, I can promise you that Oak Marrow Creek definitely has adventures. Oh, good. Is there a listing? Do you have paperwork? Uh, when do they start? <laughs> he, he, like, furrows his brow. Brochures? Pardon? Brochure. Listing of excursions that we can go on? I see. You're not just guests of Lady Samista, but you're also city folk. Yeah, we go to the university. We're students. Well, the university. There's New York that, City. <laughs> there's something that we uh, take pride in here, and that is what we call making your own entertainment. What? I don't. I look at Chet. Let's talk about ball and stick. <laughs> this is a ball and stick ass town. With that headless statue and go 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 ghosts, I'm turning back around. <laughs> oh no! Come on, Chet. Now, if you're interested in ghosts, uh, Marjorie does a nice ghost tour. She can explain to you all about the most exciting murders that ever happened here. What? Uh, Marjorie. Ma- uh, a-, a-, a few of them happened in the place that you're going to have the good fortune of staying in. Ooh, you hear that, Volley? Murders. And, uh, of course, we got the lake. And uh, if you're looking for a hot meal, you you can't do worse than, uh, was it two tunas? Did you call it? (laughs) Tuna tavern. You can't do worse than tuna tavern. Uh, Far as a porter, there's uh, Hennessy. Hennessy's got a wagon and... uh, if uh, you're going to tip well, he'll probably take your belongings up to the top of the entrance of the gates and you'll pull it the rest of the way yourselves, I imagine. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? This is better than nothing. Lots of things are better than nothing. Perhaps <laughs> that, that, that'd be a good motto for this town, better than nothing. Oh, you see, it's actually written underneath the sign yeah. and then... One of the screws comes loose and it actually swings down. It says, says, better than nothing. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Sir, thank you so much for your time. Uh, Where's Hennessy? Well, about this time of day, he pauses. He stoops down, grabs a bucket off one of the posts, dips the bucket in the water, walks over behind uh, (laughs) the little outpost dock, just splashes that water, and outcoming is a dripping wet person who looks like he is already, you would say three sheets to the wind, but it's probably four or five sheets. (laughs) And it's like 10 in the morning. Uh, Hennessy has a thick country accent that only resembles understandable words in the palest of ways. <laughs> you, you, you have to speak a deep country to be able to talk to him. I, I think of your group, probably the only person that will be able to even understand him is Chet. 
Bonjour. He mumbles an unintelligible way. is probably a greeting. Now, Hennessy, you're going to need to speak up for all these, all these fine folks. What's, what's uh, your he alibi? grumbles a bit louder and slower, but it doesn't sound more like words. Oh, that's nice. I, yeah. Will you ask him to take all of our bags? I can't carry my own trunk of books. I can carry five books maximum. <laughs> all right, Mr. Hennessy. What say you and all your strong man lifting abilities? Come here and take our luggage up to this big old house right here. With your wagon. Uh, so Hennessy like opens an eye that kind of bulges out. It's really bloodshot. <laughs> Rolls that eye in the direction of the manor. Looks at the rest of you. Spits on the ground. That's a yes. Oh, Let's Hennessey. go, everybody. I <laughs> 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 read about that. Yep. All right. Hen- Hennessy will hold out a palm upturned, clearly looking for some coin. Hennessy, I, I just a- habit. I just do that. I just hand. Um, what is the lowest amount of money I can hand somebody? I mean, pr- like that you can hand somebody. Probably. That I would that I would have on me. Actually, you're right. The lowest amount of money that you'd have on you. I mean, you might have a couple drabs because somebody had to break some change for you. Like I, I got to imagine someone like you is walking around with jots and basically nothing else. Because if it doesn't cut, cost at least a jot, why would you bother? Yeah, because right. you've got like two pips and money, don't you? Mm-hmm. I got a lot of money. So yeah, like. Yeah, I, I reach in and I take out as many of those drabs as I have, maybe what, like four. And yeah, I put it. I hold it up to his face so he can see it, and then I put it in his hand slowly. Yeah, he 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 hefts them a little bit, takes one of them, licks it, and <laughs> then stuffs it into his pocket. Uh, he'll go to a a kind of a makeshift stable nearby and there is a beat ass looking ass uh (laughs) that comes out and is pulling a tiny like wagon that you realize is going to be able to hold your stuff but not yourselves so at this point i see like sort of the 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 disillusionment and like brave facedness of amara and I go over and I'm like, you know, I honestly wasn't too sure about this place when you pitched it, but this is great. And great. he is he is actually 100% dead earnest, you know, and he's like, and, and it's like, did you hear him say there's a ghost tour and there's like, there's like the murders up there that they'll talk about? Do you have any idea? Like, I had no idea there was anywhere like this within 200 miles of the university. We're a day away. This is amazing. The- you know, and, and then I actually just, I straight up like give her the most enthusiastic, unexpected hug. I'm really like- happy you're happy, V. <laughs> <laughs> Your smile makes it all worth it.
Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back with more from Temerant next week. In the meantime, check out one of the other amazing shows on the One Shot Network. Like System Mastery. System Mastery is a delightful stroll through the history of role-playing games. Except the games are terrible and the hosts are real jerks about everything. Join hosts Jeff and John as they explore the weirdest games ever made to talk about what worked, what went wrong, and which Silverhawk was the best. It was Hotwing. You can find their shows at SystemMasteryPodcast.com or through a link on the OneShot website. Finally. As always, we end one shot with a call to action, and this week it's going to be a little bit different than it normally is. Heroes, I want everyone in the OneShot community to stand vigilant against harassment online. Harassment is rampant everywhere across social media, but it seems like it's especially bad in gaming spaces. This makes it really difficult for new people to join the hobby, and it creates an incredibly dangerous environment for marginalized people. All harassment is bad, but in most cases, marginalized folks who face harassment will endure longer campaigns with greater vitriol. If you find yourself aggressively targeting someone online, take a moment to think about what you're doing. Find ways to pull back and log off. And if you see one of your friends doing it, it might be a good idea to DM them and check in. Reduction in harassment across the board makes online spaces a better place to be. But it especially makes those online spaces more welcoming and safe for marginalized people. And at the end of the day, that's what we want. A community that is open and welcoming to everyone. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.